Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show recapping the weekend of December 2nd through the 4th, 2022. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Apologies for this episode being a little late this week. Uh, you know, things got away from me in terms of work. Uh, but we're in the home stretch for the year, coming into December. Uh, myself, we uh, also, we had some curveballs uh, thrown into our travel plans for the holidays and our overseas trip for January. So we need to take care of those, which is also why this episode is a little bit later. But things are sorted out now. Um, what this means for the rest of the year is that I have my podcast schedule all scheduled out. I will do two more episodes of this podcast um, next week's relatively quiet weekend uh, with some Oscar hopefuls coming out and then the week after with Avatar 2's opening weekend uh, that episode will also do that will be the final episode of the year we'll do a recap of the year so far kind of the highlights the lowlights and also how accurate I was when it came to forecasting the films that would go open to and gross over 100 million as a measure of recovery post pandemic um, the last week of the year I'll be off I'll be out of state visiting family and then I'll also likely take the first week of next year 2023 off since there aren't really any wide releases that weekend anyway uh, we'll, be at, we'll be back on the week of January January 9th. Um, so yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. I, you know, I'm working on other podcasts as well. You know, I have my anime podcast. I need to finish up for the year. Um, I have, you know, my, my the Oscars Death Race podcast is going to be starting up uh, with nominations and sort lists coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, so definitely, it's still a busy time all around. But uh, in the meantime, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with this week's box office. Uh, first place once again this week was Black Panther Wakanda Forever, dropping 62% in its fourth weekend, making $17.5 million in 3,855 theaters, 4,550 4, per theater average, 393.6 million domestic total. Uh, overseas, it's made uh, 339 million, putting it at 733 million or so worldwide. Uh, given that the next weekend is going to be the World Cup semifinals and the week afterwards is Avatar 2, I think this one will probably top out at maybe 800 million or so. Yeah. A little bit over 400 domestically. On the plus side, though, it did surpass Jurassic World Dominion to be the third highest grossing film domestically this year. Uh, in second place, we have a new film, Violent Night, from Universal, uh, which is an action comedy starring David Harbour as Santa Claus meets Home Alone. Uh, it opens to 13.4 million in 3,682 theaters for 3,653 per theater average. Um, you know, another 7.2 million overseas puts this uh, at just about 20.6 million worldwide, which is basically the 20 million production budget that this one had uh, to be made, which is pretty solid. Um, this one beats out the 9.8 million forecast that box office pros had for this. Got a B-plus cinema score, uh, 71% of critics, 90% audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Not blowing the rooftop by any means, but given that it's better than expected reviews, uh, especially given its R rating um, and the seasonal relevance, you know, similar to how horror films did well during Halloween, and also given the lack of films next week that would be have a wider appeal um, I see this one could do some decent business and have legs throughout the rest of the month even against Avatar um, a 2.5x multiplier would put this at 33.5 billion domestic uh, and then uh, 3x likes would get to the 40.2 million domestic which is basically break even on the domestic numbers alone a third place goes to week two of Strange World at $5 million after a 58% drop in 4,174 theaters, 4,812.18 per theater average, and a 25.6 domestic total. Worldwide, it's made $16.7 million for a $42.3 million worldwide total. Again, that's against a $200 million production budget, so yeah, no way this recovers. Um, in fact, we already have news that this one will be coming to Disney Plus on December 24th next uh, in, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, Disney kind of gave up on this one. 
Uh, fourth place went to the menu in its third weekend. 3.4 million in 2,810 theaters for a 37% drop, uh, 12.35 per theater average, and 24.6 million domestic to date. Uh, overseas, it's made another 22.5 million or so, so 47.1 million worldwide. Slowly making its way to profitability, but still a bit out there. 30 million, I believe, was its uh, original production budget. And it drops sub 40% for the next couple of last few weeks. No, I think it could get there. Um, so we'll see. It might, it might barely break even, not super profitable, but barely break even. Uh, fifth place went to week two of the Korean War air film Devotion, uh, 2.7 million in 3,405 theaters for a 54% drop, 800 per theater average, 13.7 million domestic total, which is basically its entire worldwide gross. Um, off of a $90 million production budget, this one just basically screams flop, uh, uh, though not as bad as a Strange World is. Um, outside the top five, a couple other things. Uh, Fathom Events had a Christmas movie. I heard the bells uh, uh, making two million in a thousand eighty-two theaters for an eighteen fifty per theater average. Uh, Indian film hit the second case, opened in two hundred eighty theaters uh, to six hundred thousand for a twenty-one forty-three per theater average. The anime film quintessential quintuplets movie, the wrap-up to the television series, made five hundred two thousand in nine hundred ten theaters for a five fifty-two per theater average. Uh, lower down, we have a uh, gay romance um, spoiler alert, uh, opening to eighty. $2.9 thousand dollars in six theaters for a thirteen point eight per theater average. Um, eight twenty four Eternal Daughter twenty nine theaters eleven sixty one per theater average. Trans documentary Framing Angels opened in one theater to twenty eight point two thousand, uh, the highest per theater average of the week. And in Korean film Decibel opened to twenty one theaters for a eleven eighty two per theater average. Oh, and I guess uh, relevant Top Gun Maverick returned to theaters for two weeks, making about just under seven hundred thousand dollars in IMAX theaters. Uh, meanwhile, DC League of Super Pets ended its run. $93.6 million. And, you know, given that this has been a weak uh, season for the box, for Oscar films at the box office, uh, The Fablemans, Banshees of Inner and Bones and All are all set to hit PVOD on December 13th. Um, and as we mentioned, Strange will be coming on December 24th. Uh, overseas, uh, so yeah, um, overall total box office was pretty down. In fact, uh, with only $53.6 million for the weekend, uh, this box office uh, through for the fall, uh, September through November, is about $100 million less than 2021's was. Uh, we were still getting used to going back to theaters. So, you know, I think this is definitely uh, caused by, you know, a combination of inflation uh, causing people to be more reticent to spend money outside the house, um, as well as a lack of major tent poles outside of Black Panther. Um, next weekend, you know, we also don't have much coming. Coming, you know, the spoiler alert expands wide. Follows through that uh, Catholic priest boxing movie starring Mark Wahlberg. It's getting a, a PG re-release since the original was R-rated. Uh, subtitled uh, "Fathers Two Reborn." Uh, we also have Oscar hopefuls "The Whale" and "Empire of Light" doing platforms that's limited releases. And then the French entry "Saint Omer" has its Oscar qualifying run. So you know, definitely not much to look forward to for big box office numbers. Uh, of course, in two weeks again we have Avatar coming. Uh, it just had its world premiere in London earlier this week, and critics' reviews are. Very, very highly praising it, uh, so this could, very, uh, this could very well do what the first one did all those years ago. Uh, fun fact is actually going to be the fourth film in history to release when its prequel was the highest grossing movie of all time, Godfather 2 after Godfather 1, Empire Strikes Back after The New Hope, The Lost World after Jurassic Park, and now Avatar 2 after Avatar 1. Uh, overseas, the big news is probably that after weeks of worrying about the Chinese box office and whether or not it's going to be opening for Avatar, uh, it seems that whatever, for whatever reason, the Chinese government has decided to allow theaters to open again, uh, be it protest or just realizing the economic impact that uh, Avatar could have. Um, after a low of only 37% of theaters across the country being open, theaters started to reopen, uh, with openings currently aiming for maybe 50 to 60% of total theaters by uh, Avatar release date and maybe 70 to 80% by January or February 
for the Lunar New Year, though, in honor of the former president, uh, Zhang Ziman, uh, having his funeral, uh, they were closed nationwide for about a day. Um, over on the Chinese movie site Maoyan, uh, the want to see metric uh, for Way of Water is the second highest ever behind only Avengers Endgame. Uh, pre-sales did begin yesterday, um, uh, and so far, uh, things uh, they are ahead of every movie in history aside from Endgame and Infinity War uh, for the third highest pre-sales ever. Uh, likewise, in Korea, pre-sales uh, started uh, for the second highest ever behind Endgame, and apparently these numbers exclude IMAX, which according to IMAX CEO Richard Gelford, uh, this is one of the highest level of global pre sales that they have ever seen for the IMAX film. Uh, looking at China's top five real quickly, number one last weekend was the anime film One Piece Red, opening to 10.5 million in China, which isn't surprising given how popular anime is over there. This puts One Piece Red at over 200 million globally, with just about 136 million in Japan. It's now the fifth highest grossing anime film of all time. Second place in China went to another anime film, the third weekend of Detective Conan, Bride of Halloween, 1.8 million added to a 19.4 million total. And then Chinese local film The Tipping Point sits at, thir at third place, with 1 million added to a 20 $1.3 million total. Uh, over in Japan, uh, the the first Slam Dunk, uh, a movie based on the popular anime, uh, took first place with 8.75 million US in its debut, ahead of Suzume from Makoto Shinkai, 5.2 million for a 54.7 million total to date. Uh, Crunchyroll also announced the international rollout of Suzume will begin uh, in April, with the US uh, in April 14th. Uh, meanwhile, Black Adam debuted in China, uh, uh, in Japan, to only 875,000 for its first weekend, which I think is the worst DC. Uh, you uh, opening weekend uh, ever in, in Japan. Uh, speaking of Black Adam, it, it looks like some big news is coming out of the DCU. Um, this episode is late this week, but that does mean we are able to cover this news that uh, about some future of the DCU. Uh, no, the, the report is that uh, Patty Jenkins' uh, Wonder Woman 3 is reportedly not going to move forward as it stands. This is after a tweet from Gal Gadot uh, stating she was excited to play, uh, continue to play Wonder Woman, so I wonder if she, if she knew something was coming. Um, presumably, this is part of the cleaning up of the Snyderverse uh, and the characters from there. So, you know, we have the Flash movie still set to come out. Uh, middle of next year, though apparently it's being moved a week earlier to June 16th to get around Indiana Jones, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, Henry Cavill's Superman and Jason Momoa's Aquaman are set to cameo in that film, but after Aquaman 2 at the end of 2023, it's presumably the end of the Snyderverse. Uh, Man of Steel 2 is reportedly not moving forward. Um, also unlikely is we're probably not going to get a Black Adam 2 after it's uh, uh, millions of dollars in loss, though uh, The Rock would uh, have accounting that says otherwise. Um, perhaps most interesting to me is that Jason Momoa, who presumably will be done after he's after Aquaman is over, is still going to be working with DC, but might come back as an intergalactic bounty hunter Lobo, which I guess James Gunn has a thing for intergalactic bounty hunters. Uh, we also have reportedly that Sazam Fury of Gods, uh, which uh, Peter Safran, co-head co of DC, uh, is uh, producing, as well as Blue Beetle, set for an August release date, still set to come out. So um, this is all, of course, also separate from the Reeves Batman universe. In other Warner news, you know, reportedly they were going to they are going to name the merged HBO Max Discovery Plus um, streaming system that that they want to combine uh, to just simply Max uh, with the target spring 2023 release date. Uh, there are also news that executives from Europe are leaving the company as there has been a restructuring of the EMEA division, and reportedly they are also working on an animation deal with Amazon for DC branded content. 
Uh, now, there was also a lot of hubbub this past week, obviously, over Netflix, still planning on removing Glass Onion from theaters after its very successful one-week run. Uh, rumors are that theaters, you know, beg for it to be in theaters longer, um, but, you know, despite not getting that, reportedly, uh, Netflix is considering re-releasing it in theaters after it comes to streaming, uh, particularly with Ryan, Ryan Johnson pushing for it, pushing for, it, for that. Um, the main reason they gave is that, you know, we are, quote, not in the theatrical business, um, though given that Amazon Prime reportedly replaced uh, Netflix as the number one streaming service in the U.S., which admittedly probably is due to being a bundled with the Prime Delivery Service, um, Netflix might want to consider branching out into other forms of revenue. Um, in, in other streaming news, Peacock did hit 18 million paid subscribers, up 15 million from September, uh, and Universal is now reportedly a rival for Disney Animation, predicting that Disney will want to buy their 33% share of Hulu for a pretty penny in the coming years. Uh, speaking of Disney, there's some other headlines here also. They announced a reduction in movie and TV output for 2023. Um, you know, people compared, you know, kind of forecasts for the for the next year. Um, one had said 50, 50, uh, 50, 50 projects, uh, and then that seems to be reduced down to maybe only 40 projects. Uh, despite this, apparently they are still working on sequels for The Pirates of the Caribbean, Tron, and National Treasure, with A Diary of the Wimpy Kid also getting a Disney Plus exclusive movie, as well as the Indian Princess music, uh, a, a, a musical about an Indian princess. Also, there's insider news suggesting that consulting firm McKinsey was partially responsible for a decision to centralize uh, spending decisions, which uh, was part of the reason why Chappic became very unpopular uh, with the creatives um, and also with Iger's aiming to fix. And then also not strictly Disney, but uh, Disney adjacent, uh, Annapurna is reportedly launching a Disney division, uh, animation division led by former Disney executives, with their first project being the former Disney project Nimona. And then kind of to wrap up this episode, some other general movie news. Um, the Brazilian Comic-Con this past week, we got some trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and the Transformers Rise of the Beast, uh, which reportedly is going to reboot the franchise. We got a date for Bong Joon-ho's next film, Mickey 17, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, March 29, 2024. Ghostbusters Afterlife producer and writer Gil Kennan will be taking over for Jason Reitman as director. Uh, and then Gerald Butler has an Lionsgate film, Plane, which will be moving up two weeks to January 3rd. 13th next year. Uh, Tom Hanks' film A Man Called Otto is going to be doing a LANY uh, release uh, December 30th, followed by a limited release January 6th and a wide release on that January 13th date, while Sony decided to pull True Haunting from its schedule. Uh, Wes Anderson has his next film, Asteroid City, set for a June 16th limited release date, uh, a June 23rd wide release date in 2023, and then Darren Aronofsky is planning on re-releasing Life of Pi on its 25th anniversary, out appropriately enough, on Pi Day. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. You know, I have to, like I said, have to work on other podcast stuff. Uh, have to work on the Oscars Death Race stuff. Uh, watch some movies from that, which I'll have more thoughts on on that podcast. Um, but yeah, that's wrap for this episode. Let me know if there's anything I should cover at Box Office Watch Podcast at zoom.com or on Twitter BO Watch Podcast. On Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, make you subscribe, leave a review, or share with a friend. Uh, any of that helps. Uh, numbers in the show come from the numbers.com. Enter an outro from Kevin MacLeod. His stuff at competent.filmmusic.io. Editing production by Ninsboy Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, our watch goes on. Mm-hmm.